Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary this afternoon. And by the way, um, if you're new to SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. You can go to our website at SWATradio.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those social platforms that everybody's just dying to be on. Yeah. <laughs> But we are so glad you have joined us today. And Doug, I am. Uh, my apologies for not making a Bible study today at <laughs> lunch. Um, I had a closing this afternoon that got pushed, and so uh, I felt like it may be more important for me to go make a living. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> well, certainly, if you have uh, something pop up like that, you got to be able to do that to take care of Vicky and uh, yeah, the, right. the house. Right? Somebody asked me on Sunday at this men's event that I spoke at, so is this what you do full time? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it is not, but it is always, uh, it is, let's see, I almost lost my mic there for a minute. Uh, it is always my treat to, to be able to come in here and hang out with you for an hour and uh, open the word of God. Well, I, I, you know, we usually, if you're just tuning in to SWAT uh, radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And the first segment, we always uh, look at, well, I, I say always, you never should say always or never, right? I mean, <clears> that's like, right. But, but uh, most of the time during the first segment, we kind of peruse what's going on in the world and uh, talk about things from a Christian perspective and things in the news and i i was deeply disturbed by two things i saw today in the news brad and one of them was in washington uh, uh washington <clears throat> dc well that's new well yeah i know <laughs> that's a that's disturbing just mentioning that right <laughs> exactly um but no up in uh, dc there was a um uh, a lady on the dc metro bus this is public transportation and there were several juveniles and possibly a couple of older kids who would be qualified as adults but what happened is this older woman on the bus got up to give a younger mom with three little kids her seat well the there were some kids who were on there like teenagers and they were cursing. And the woman said, you know, you can all stop that foul language. And then they got disrespectful, really, and they threw, they made the bus driver stop, and they threw that woman off the bus. They literally dragged her off the bus. These teenagers? Yeah, the teenagers did. And people are standing by. Nobody, everybody's afraid to do anything with them. And I thought, that's crazy. This, What country are we living in? I mean, we're, I mean, this was a Metro bus that's going down the road. The Metro driver did nothing. They, 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 I mean, just think about well, that. The Metro driver listened to the teens and obviously stopped the bus. Well, they did. They stopped the bus, but think about that. There's no respect for rule. There's no respect for authority. Young people who typically would have 
at an older person's admonition or exhortation would have felt in trouble. Don't feel that anymore. Mm -hmm. Instead, they challenge it. And I I was thinking the other thing that was disturbing is up in Raleigh. You remember the shooting last week in Raleigh, North Carolina? Uh, Yes. Five people dead, um, including the shooter's older brother and two others. Um, The parents came out today with a statement that said – we can't describe the anguish and sorrow that our son Austin inflicted on the Raleigh community. We're overcome with grief. Then they said, we pray for the families of those that lost, but they said this, there were never any indications or warning signs that Austin was capable of doing anything like this. How many times have we heard those words said about somebody um, who goes off and does something, some senseless act like this. Um, you know, that, that it was, they, they didn't have, they said, you know, he, he just enjoyed, um, you know, um, going to do deep sea fishing, playing upward basketball, playing on his <coughs> PlayStation, going to grandma's house, amusement parks. I mean, they just talked about him like, Everything was okay. You don't open up fire and kill five people as a 15-year-old unless there's something going on deep, deep within. Either that or I'm telling you there's demon demon activity is so rampant right now, throwing people off of a bus, shooting up people. And what is the church doing? What are we doing? We are silent. Yeah. We're silent. Well, in fact, uh, you know this uh, this conference that I spoke at on Sunday night was um, it was taken from the scripture. I think it's First Kings. Um, let me see here if I have it. <clears throat> yeah, First Kings two two, where uh, David is saying to his son, "I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong, and show yourself a man." Mm-hmm. And, and it, it made me realize, you know, when you look at this culture, <clears throat> you look at our society, and yes, the church, where is the church? Mm-hmm. But where are the dads? Seriously, mm-hmm. where are the dads speaking to their sons about being a man? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I think of a, I think of being on a bus as a teenager, Doug, if an old lady would have stepped on that bus. In fact, if a woman would have stepped on that bus, you got up off your seat mm-hmm. and you offered that, that seat yeah. to somebody like that. And yeah. here we are throwing people off of a bus. We're watching it. I mean, we're watching it, and it's sad. And even the lady who videotaped it, she said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't do anything. I feel She's crying because it was so traumatic. But where are the men? Where are the men that are going to stand up and say, you know, <clears throat> protect the vulnerable? I mean, this this older lady, it was awful. Can you imagine if that was your aunt or your mm. grandmother mm. being thrown off of a bus? Uh, and, you know, at first, my blood began to boil. I, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm already heated up just thinking about this. But I, I thought, you know, most of the time, these young men – or without fathers. They have no father figure in their <clears throat> That's life. Right. Nobody speaking truth in their life. And and we are content 
to see it the way it is and not for the damage it's doing to others or the world, but just, you know, if it, if it ain't affecting us, we just move on to something else. And we remain quiet Mm -hmm. too. I think that's one of the, you know, we obviously last week as we started in Acts chapter 17, we were hitting on this idea that as kingdom priest, we are to live boldly, we're to speak biblically, we're to share inclusively, and we're to suffer trustingly. You know, we have got to live boldly. And and boldly is actually saying something in those situations. It, it's standing. You know, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember... Um, that, that saying, sir, I think it was Edmund Burke that said the only thing necessary for evil to prevail, I think that's it, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, is for good men to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look that up. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think you're right. For good people to be yeah. silent or, or yeah, to do nothing. Yeah, I think it was Edmund Burke. I'm pretty sure uh, he was a former British uh, leader. Uh, and, um, well, Doug, let me ask you this question because this is a matter of right and wrong. Yeah. And I, there's part of me that wants to say, well, people are confused as to what's right and what's wrong, Yeah, but I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe people know what's right. Yeah. I believe people know what's wrong, mm-hmm. but what's wrong is celebrated today. Mm-hmm. We are, we are as a society we we think it's humorous when people do things like this. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have the ability to break out a phone and video this kind of stuff is unbelievable. I, I think of two thousand. I think of nine eleven, and the 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 men who uh, ransacked the cockpit. You know, would, do we have men that would do that today? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. Let's roll. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, do we have men that are willing to stand up and do that? Charge charge and and be offensive mm. towards situations like this. Well, apparently um Edmund Burke did not say it. A lot of people including President Kennedy attributed the quote to him, but it wasn't. But it's still a great quote. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And uh that's what you got. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you do nothing. And, and I don't mean to make a blanket statement. Obviously, we uh, we we know a lot of men who would step up. Uh, well, we know one man who was the God Man who mm-hmm. stood in the gap when the world was uh, was uh, was perishing. Mm-hmm. And without Jesus, we we perish. And as believers, we have listen. We have the answers. Believers with the Bible and the knowledge of Jesus can be helpers in the world. We can be light bringers. Uh, we can help answer the questions: where we come from, who we are, where you know, why are we so broken here? What's the solution? Only the Author of Life, the Creator of Life, has that. And and as His children, He has tasked us not only as children but as His priests to bring that good news. And today. We're going to look at engaging that whole idea of how Paul engaged the philosophers of his day. 
which was a pretty daunting task. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're glad you've joined us today. Uh, we will take your calls on, during the uh, third, fourth segment, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email those to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary here on this Wednesday afternoon, at least here in Jacksonville. And I know we've got uh, stations around the country WMOX 1010 AM in Meridian, Mississippi, WMER 1390 AM, WPMH 1270 AM. Of course, in Jacksonville, 91.7. St. Augustine 91.9 and Folkestone, Georgia 91.3. And uh, I may have missed a couple of those, but at least here in Jacksonville, uh, we are having one of those top 10 days uh, of the year. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, it is stellar out there. It's about, I don't know, it may be about 60 degrees now, uh, but it was in the, in the high 40s this morning when I got up. Yeah. Wow. It was amazing. We, we, ch- we cherish these days because there aren't a lot of them. But uh, anyway, beautiful day. We're glad you've joined us here at SWAT Radio. Again, we are live broadcast, uh, Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Doug uh, exposits the word throughout the week at the various Bible studies around town. If you're not plugged into one of the SWAT Bible studies, go to SWATradio.com. Click on the meetings tab, and you'll see the various meetings that take place. And I say they're meetings. They're Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Just click on that tab, find one, and come see us in person. And we would love to have you. But Doug exposits the word in those studies, and then Doug and I come in here Monday through Friday and just work through the passage together. Uh, we are somewhat reteaching it, but in a lot of ways we're just kind of discussing this this. Uh, this text and over the last two weeks we've been looking at uh 
as God's kingdom priest, that we are to live boldly. We're to speak biblically. We are to share inclusively. That was very convicting to me, Doug. Is this we don't idea stiff arm anybody. We don't stiff arm. Uh, and then we're to suffer trustingly because if you if you go in progression like that, you're going to live boldly, speak biblically, and share inclusively. There's a high likelihood you may suffer. Well, you, there's no question you're going to suffer. And, and the, the reality is Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Yeah. So let's don't be surprised when that when that comes our way. But this week, we're looking at this idea of seeing the world with divine eyes. And it, and then today, we're going to be talking about engaging the world with a divine message. Key and, word being engaged there. Y- I mean, like, uh, <laughs> you know, because a lot of times we just tend to be passive, right? Or we tend to just just jump right in we don't even read the room I, my wife always said, used to tell my kids because they would <clears throat> they would speak out of turn it was one of the things beauties of homeschooling is we yeah. had to teach them social etiquette yeah. and one of those social th- etiquette uh, tips was read the room mm-hmm. there's a time to speak and there's a time not to speak well, yeah it sounds like you may have experienced a little of that today oh, oh, oh yeah well you know um but when you engage the world, are we really engaging the world with the divine message? <clears throat> I mean, and the complete divine message. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of times, well, let me rephrase that. I see, not I think, I see a lot of ministries, churches, parachurch, engaging the world with half a message of Jesus. Everybody likes the saviorhood of Jesus. Nobody likes the lordship of Jesus. The transactional Jesus? Yeah, everybody likes a savior. Nobody wants to talk about judgment, you know. Uh, And when you think about the message that Paul gives, we're going to look at it next week on air in in the Areopagus, he talks about judgment. the judgment, our punishment for rebellion, where there's a day in which the world is going to be judged. Mm-hmm. You've been teaching about it. I've talked yeah. about it in Revelation. <laughs> and so uh, as we engage the world with that divine message, that's a big deal. And how do we do that? How do we, you know, Brad, and we've quoted this stat many times from a, it's a Sun Life survey they did years ago. Uh, 90% of the people never tell anybody about the gospel. They don't share the gospel. Uh, I don't know what message they give them. Uh, you know, some people feel like if they invite people to church, that's sharing the gospel with people or invite them to a Bible study. No, we are witnesses of Jesus. And the divine message is, that God created us for a relationship. We blew it. He sent his son, Jesus, who died for us. And we have a responsibility to respond, mm-hmm. either to receive it or reject it. Right. <clears throat> and, and that's what we see Paul doing in all these synagogues he's going to. And so as he goes into Athens, don't forget, Paul's alone. There's nobody with him. He's there. He's looking at the idols in the city. By the way, 30,000 of them. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, the city was no more for idols than for people. And Paul is provoked in his spirit. And what does he do? The fire burns in him. He goes first to the synagogue. 
And you wonder, why doesn't it say he go, went to the synagogue for the very first? Well, first thing he did was he just observed. Mm. He observed <clears throat> the city. He was provoked. He went into the synagogue, then the Agora, which was like the marketplace. And then they took him to the Areopagus, which was like the university, but it's bigger than that. It's mm. literally a, a governing body <clears throat> of the speakers of thought in Athens mm. that oversee if you bring some strange teaching, which Jesus and the resurrection were, you know, a guy asked me last week at SWAT, hey, is this the, uh, you know, had they heard about Jesus? No, this is strange new teaching to them. Mm-hmm. And so they brought him to the Areopagus who either gives it the blessing, oh, yeah, you can talk about this in the marketplace, or no, you can't talk about this anymore. And, and so... Notice the progression, though. The first thing it says is Paul saw and he was provoked and then he engaged. I think sometimes we jump out there and try to engage and we do it out of obligation, not out of passion. There's no passion for the glory of God. The reason Paul engaged was not even the lostness of the people. It was jealousy for the glory of God. Mm. And when you think about that, you have to ask yourself, why do I not engage more? Am I not passionate about God's glory? Does it not bother me, all the idols that we hold up in this country? Uh, Whatever those idols are, uh, transgenderism or, or sexuality or you know, entertainment, entertainment <clears throat> or uh, job uh, affluence, mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. those are all idols. They're counterfeit gods, Tim Keller calls them. And so to engage the world, we need to know God's gospel and be ready to share. We need to, like Peter says in First Peter 3, be ready to give a defense for the hope that's within us. And so as we look at this text today, focusing primarily on verses 17 through 21, we're going to be looking at Paul's engagement and think about our own engagement with the world with what message are we giving and are we really engaged? So uh, you want me to read that text? Yeah, read the text and we're going to talk about engaging the world with a divine message yeah this is paul in athens this is acts chapter 17 beginning in verse 16 now while paul was waiting for them at athens his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols so he reasoned in the synagogue with the jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there some of the epicureans and stoic philosophers also conversed with him And some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. Verse 19, and they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting, for you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Verse 21, now all the Athenians and the foreigners who live there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. Yeah, that is not a compliment, by the way, (laughs) Luke's given them. When he says that, it's almost a dig on them saying, 
all they do is sit around and talk. Just and waste time. About new, yeah, they, they would do that. Remember we shared yesterday that uh, Athens was like the cultural art center of the world, the, the philosophical religious center of the world. Even though, though Rome had conquered it, it was still very influential. And Paul is here. This is basically Paul against the philosophers. And philosophy, I, I can't remember if it was Tommy or another pastor who said this, but I, it stuck with me. He said, you know, philosophy is nothing more than man's attempt to try to answer the big questions of life. Right. It's just man mm-hmm. trying to do it apart from God. Mm-hmm. We can't know truth about the world, eternity, apart from God and his truth. And so as we look at this today, we see what you read is, it says in verse 17, he reasoned in the synagogue. He reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout people. That that would be the God-fearers. And then in the marketplace, that's the Agora, that's the Starbucks, that's the mm-hmm. the downtown area, <clears throat> right, you know, right. parks or whatever, with those who were there. It says every day he did that, Brad. Yeah. He, he Paul did not sit around going, well, God, if you want them to hear, you're going to have to bring them to mm-hmm. me. I've actually heard people say that before. And then he says some of the Epicureans and Stoic philosophers um, also conversed with him. They were out there. So now we've got two different worldviews. And when we come back, I want to go through what those worldviews are because it's really important for us to understand as we set up next week when Paul gives his defense at the Areopagus he deals with both of these worldviews and I just want to ask our listeners to think about which worldview do they fall into because as we talk about these different worldviews the Epicureans, the Stoics or the God worldview Amen, Amen, well we're listening we're glad you joined us, we're going to take a break for National News if you want to call us, the number is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions or comments, send those to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. Back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary, working through Acts chapter 17, verse 16 through 21. If you have a Bible with you, uh, or you're you're you, you want to just see what we're up to, open up that text, and we're digging into it. If you have never been to a SWAT Bible study, let me encourage you go to SWATradio.com. 
You can click on the meetings tab. You'll see where the various meetings are. I think you've had two already today, one on Wednesday morning, one on Wednesday at lunch. Uh, you've got another, you got a Zoom call on tomorrow night that you do. There's a Thursday group of guys that meets at the Jumpin' Jack's House of Foods at 630 on San Jose Boulevard. Yep. And I think there's still a group down in St. Augustine that Every gets together. Every Friday at 9 a.m. down at the Village Inn. Those must be those retired folks down there's there that, that have a 9 o'clock yeah. Bible study. Yeah. I'm yeah. already looking forward to lunch by 9 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. I don't no, know about you guys. No kidding, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a good group, oh. Well, listen, I also want to just mention, uh, <clears throat> usually, so it's Doug and I Monday through Wednesday. Thursday, Doug usually has a, has a guest in, and then Friday... I'm usually here with David Gray or somebody else, kind of re re go back, going back through the text that we've been looking at throughout the week, but really more application. Hey, how do we live this out mm-hmm. in our daily life? And but you have a guest tomorrow, Jeff Dalrymple, who yes. will be, be our guest, uh, be your guest. I had lunch with Jeff today. He's excited to be on with you. Jeff uh, leads the Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention, and. Um, what that is is helping really Christian nonprofits and churches and parachurches uh, deal with uh, really child protection programs, yeah. how, <clears throat> how to have a safe place for young people in this day and age. Oh, my goodness. It is <clears throat> very needed. And um, he, he does he, – Jeff is – I think he was up at Southern for a while, wasn't he? He was. He, he, was, he was kind of – uh, Dr. Moller's chief of staff, I believe, yeah. uh, but ha- it was up there about ten years. Came here about five, six years ago. Yeah, and uh, what a just a great guy. Really enjoy our friendship. And uh, in fact, he's he and I are doing the Christian Chamber of Commerce together. Now, we've had a few people talk about that. I don't want to give a whole lot of details at this point. We're kind of in our due diligence phase right now but that should be kicking off sometime in january but jeff's a big part of that well this is a really important topic because brad i know personally in the last 10 years there's been two cases that i personally have known about where pastors have abused young people yeah yeah and to have those kind of safeguards in place is really important so i'm really excited for what he's doing with that evangelical council Basically, what he's trying to do is what the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability did for the finance. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do this in the area of child protection. Exactly, which is desperately needed, Yes, not just in our culture, and it's sad to say, but in the church. Yeah, and that it's, it's really, it is. So yeah. he'll be our guest tomorrow, so I hope you'll tune in. Yes, please. And by the way, you can go to SWATradio.com. You can listen to all the past broadcasts. James does such a good job of getting these <clears throat> these uh, these episodes up and loaded almost not instantaneously. But, but pretty quick. Pretty quick. Usually by tonight they'll be up and going. And uh, if you don't have the SWAT app, you can download the SWAT radio app. And listen to any listen to it live. You can listen to past broadcasts, and it's a great great source for truth. It is. And so, as we're looking at uh, Acts seventeen today, Doug, specifically looking at verses seventeen and eighteen, I guess all the way through twenty one. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this idea that 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 Paul reasoned with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dialogued with them in the marketplace in the synagogue. I feel like we've lost the the skill of reason. 
Well, I mean, lost the skill of dialogue too. Right, which yeah. to me, I guess they're a little different. If you but can't say it in 140 words now. You isn't can't that unbelievable? Say it. So true. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, Elon Musk is um, buying Twitter, and and people are really upset because now people can say things <laughs> without being censored. Hey, listen, no kidding. There's a doctor in England who, I mean, he's a very well-known, I think, doctor over there who recently came out, he was very, uh, he took the vaccine. His father took the vaccine. His father died from a sudden heart attack. His father was in good health. He did some research on it and was very disturbed with some of the findings they found. He put something out on Facebook and was censored for three days. He was kicked off. This is a medical professional who has no political agenda. His agenda is to get the truth out there. Mm-hmm. And so we have lost the art of dialogue. And in our country, we're a country where we have right now, the First Amendment says we have a right to speak things and say things without the government saying, no, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. And what's been happening is the government has been censoring us. Through social media. Through social media. Yeah. But Christians have really stopped engaging in a way i kudos to those who do engage in that world to get you know the um the the g3 conference those guys just thinking they're very good at engagement in the social media context in fact john MacArthur brought uh uh, daryl harrison out there to run that for that ministry and we've got to get engaged with the world with this message that is not trying to convince them through worldly means. But like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, when Paul says, listen, when I came to you, I didn't come with lofty speech. I didn't come with fancy words of wisdom. I came to you preaching what? Just Jesus and Jesus crucified. Now listen, I want to read some of the things that says, if you're listening out there today, For instance, just think you're on a church search committee. And me and Brad are on that committee, and you send us out to go hear a potential pastor to be your pastor, Hmm. your leader, the one who's going to lead your church. And we come back, and this is what we say. Well, you know, he didn't really, he wasn't that articulate. Uh, he, He did preach about Jesus and the cross, but um, he kind of seemed timid and a little weak to us. And, um, you know, he, um, to be real honest, he didn't sound very smart. What would and, your and reaction he, he, be? He, he wasn't dressed very cool. No. And he didn't have skinny jeans on. No. And he didn't have a beard either. No. <laughs> and to bring that back to you, your initial reaction may be, that's not the guy for us. We need somebody dynamic. We need somebody with a lot of passion. We need somebody that's funny. We need somebody just fill in the blank. (laughs) Paul says, no, I decided to know nothing among you. And he says, why? In verse 5, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And when I think about our sharing, 90% of witnessing today is simply starting the conversation. Yep. It is 
engaging, starting with the superficial, then moving through that to the brokenness of our world, and then getting into the source of answers for that brokenness. And Colossians 4, 2 through 6, Brad, lays out, I think, the best philosophy for um, the best philosophy for sharing. And, and Paul's writing this letter to the Colossian church from prison. And he says, devote yourself or continue steadfastly in prayer. He says, you know, um, and the principles I drew out of this is God calls us to be people who prayer of prayer, people who care, and people that share. I mean, but Paul just <clears> says, <throat> prayer's the starting point. Mm-hmm. And he's writing not for an open door to get out of jail, but an open door to share with those in jail. And the second thing is he says, conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders. Make the most of your time. That's that's caring for people. That's when you're thinking about the outsider, the person outside of the faith. That's one of the only times, maybe one other time in Scripture, that word is used as an outsider. Hmm. And then he says in verse 6, Listen, let your speech always be seasoned with grace, you know, gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to respond to each person. Paul reasoned, he dialogued, he debated with them. It says he conversed in verse 18. That word literally means debated back and forth. And he was doing this in the marketplace. And what happens is you got these two groups of people. You got the Epicureans, and you have the Stoics. The Epicureans were deists. They didn't believe that God was involved in their world at all. They were basically atheists. The Stoics believed in God, but they were pantheists. They believed God was everywhere, and there were many gods. And the, the Epicureans believed that, that, they, uh, that life was really about getting away from pain, just enjoying the pleasure. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it's almost it like it our does. world today. <laughs> yeah. And the Stoics were about just enduring life, working through it. But you know what? It's the thing to do. You try to get in harmony with it. And so that's the two belief systems. They were so taken back by this strange new teaching about Jesus and the resurrection, they hauled him off to the Areopagus there. But it just started with a conversation, a superficial conversation that's where it starts for us. Are we going to engage the world with a divine message? Well, to do that, you have to open your mouth. You know, this whole idea of friendship, of, of you know, friendship evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just relational evangelism. Yeah. They're, they're just going <clears> to <throat> be one to Christ. You know, I hate that saying, you know, use words when necessary. You know, share the gospel and right. use words when necessary. <laughs> words are always necessary. Always. Nobody will determine that Jesus died on a cross for them by watching your life. That's right. They will see that's a right. difference, but that's why Peter says you got to know how to respond to somebody. Well, I like think that. back in Acts 16, it says, and Paul opened his mouth. <laughs> he began to speak. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I think, you know, back to our statistics, and we're going to take a break, that 90 plus percent of evangelicals have never shared their faith makes you wonder, number one, are they truly saved? But number two, do they know the gospel? Because 
There's so much opportunities to engage the culture around us with the gospel. And maybe when we come back from the break, we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. If you want to join us in person, call us live, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. In fact, Gary called us yesterday. had a great story about his time at Publix. But uh, if you have a question or comment, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel low. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, who is that, Doug? Do you know? Oh, Zach Williams. Zach Williams. I love that song. Just he, He's a pain taker. Yeah. There's so much in there that really kind of feeds into what I want to even kind of as we close out our last segment. But I was just underlining this. Uh, the passage there in Colossians four that you talked about about being that that God calls us to be people who who are prayer warriors that but that we're we're to pray we're to we're to care we're to share and I think part of this uh, well and obviously prayer is the starting point uh, but in our prayers that God would give us eyes to see mm-hmm. uh, and and I know we we talked about that yesterday. In fact, on Monday and Tuesday, about having divine eyes mm-hmm. that God give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, give us hands and feet to run to those mm-hmm. who are in need. Because I don't know, I was reading a couple of articles today mm-hmm. that it, you know, you, you look over the next year, maybe even two years, mm-hmm. there's a high likelihood we're going to be in a serious financial hardship. Oh yeah, and I start thinking about people who are going to be struggling through this. And while I don't want that, it's a reality, but it's also an opportunity to open our eyes and see the needs of people. And not just, obviously, I think that's one of the cool things you see in Jesus is Jesus met needs, physical needs. Mm -hmm. Then he gave them the good news of the gospel. And I think in Paul's case here, 
I mean, he's hanging around with all these deep-thinking guys, and he's sharing his views. But he's obviously not sharing it in a way that they're, you know, that it's offensive necessarily. No, and we're going to talk about that next week on air. Um, this week at SWAT is what we're talking about, is this whole idea of building bridges. Paul discerned the bridges that were there, and that's where that's 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 the way he went across too often we're like steamrollers with people. We just want to steamroll them with the truths of the gospel instead of looking for those bridges out there. And, you know, remember where we are. We're in Athens, right? Paul is in Athens with where 30,000 idols. Why would they be taken back by another yeah. <clears throat> idol? Well, mm-hmm. They did not like the idea of resurrection and judgment. That didn't sit well yeah. with them. And when Paul's talking about the gospel, listen, you cannot preach about salvation and exclude judgment. It, it's a disservice to do that. It's not a full picture. Well, it's you know, only a one-sided picture. It, well, it's a very one-sided <clears throat> picture. In fact, uh, I was talking with a brother not long ago, and he was telling me, well, his one of his children don't like the whole idea of the judgment of God, the wrath of God, and and how there's a there's a viewpoint out there that the God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New Testament, and he's not. He's the same. He, he executed his wrath in the New Testament as well, hmm. uh, and you see, listen when. When Herod was on the throne and he took God's glory, God struck him dead with worms. I mean, it, it, he treated Herod mm. the same way he treated anybody in the Old Testament that tried to steal his glory. And the, the the miracle is that he would allow anybody into his kingdom. That we all we all have stolen his mm-hmm. glory at some point in time, and, and 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 tried to do things apart from his leadership. But when you look at the text, Brad. Specifically, uh, you know, toward the end there, and he talks about these Epicureans. I want to just point out that the word there that he shares when it says it says they uh, took him, that literally means drug him. That this was not <clears throat> Paul going on a tour of the Areopagus. They grabbed him almost like in a, in an arresting <clears throat> kind of posture but they and brought him to the areopagus and they said we want to know what this new teaching is you're presenting they're not wanting to know out of curiosity for their own well-being they're wanting to make sure it doesn't blaspheme the gods you know that they're they're trying to Hmm. evaluate it to see if he's good to keep talking about it because if it blasphemed the gods they put a heck they say no put a big x on it and say you can't talk about this and Luke kind of adds at the end, all they would, all the people living there would do nothing expect talking about except talking about something new. And so here Paul is engaging the world, and we're going to see next week when we get into uh, the rest of seventeen when he's at the Areopagus, kind of the outline of the gospel, which is God's creation design for mm-hmm. man to know mm-hmm. Him and walk with Him. Uh, the problem man had, which was walking in self-ledness and rebellion against him, God's solution and bringing Jesus into the equation, 
and man's response. That's really the outline of the gospel. And we're going to see that in Paul's response. But today, think about how you engage the world. Think about how am I doing with this engagement process? You know, we tend to, at least I did early on, you might have too. Early on, we tended, I tended to isolate my engagement to places I thought it was appropriate. Like, okay, we're having a Bible study. It's okay to talk about Jesus. Okay, I'm at a Starbucks and I'm talking with some Christian guys. It's okay. But when Paul's engaging, he goes into the marketplace where these Epicureans and Stoics were constantly talking about the the way to solve the world's problems mm-hmm. and what the problems came from. Why is it that we as Christians shy away from that? When people accuse us of things, or let's say not only that, let's say they espouse a different worldview. Well, I think your truth is your truth, Brad, and my truth is my truth. As believers who are going to live boldly and speak biblically and not stiff-arm people because they have a different ideology, and being willing to suffer trustingly, we see with divine eyes, this person's lost as the day is exactly. long. <clears throat> and so how are we going to engage them? Well, going back to that book we read about Coco, you know, the... the oh, yeah, Tactics. Tactics. Why do you feel that way? Yeah. Why do you feel yeah. it's okay? Yeah. What if this person's truth is that everybody under the age of 30 ought to be killed? Yeah. Do you Is that okay for that to be their mm. truth? Mm. Well, no, that's ridiculous. Well, you just said... You see, it. I mean, some of the logic behind these, these ideologies is so skewed and... People are starting to rise up against the transgender stuff now because it's so absurd what people are. I don't know if you saw some of the videos, Brad, but they're doing these drag shows all over. They are saying vile words. I'm talking obscene language in these things where parents are bringing their kids to supposedly indoctrinate them with sensitivity towards transgender issues mm-hmm. but it's nothing more than grooming them is yeah. what it is yeah i don't know if you saw i was i don't know if it was tucker or one of those uh fox shows uh, earlier this week about the the school board out in california in encinitas california these two women stood up mothers stood up and they just railed on the school board uh, over this kind of stuff that they were having an october uh festival some sort of festival and it was sponsored by a gay nightclub mm-hmm. and the other sponsor was a uh, a medical practice for uh sex change operations this yeah. is this these are uh six seven eight nine-year-olds uh, this is ridiculous but to the point i was getting at is that somebody has to speak up and paul spoke up and i think we need to speak up we need to do it with grace, seasoned with salt. Understanding uh, that that the the homosexual sin, the transgender sin, is it, it is a sin in the same way that you or I have pride, you or I right. have greed, you or I disobey God too. So we're all sinners. We don't look at them as people who don't struggle because we struggle. Hmm. But we, but we speak the truth to them. We, we speak about the God of all creation and his design. And nowhere in Scripture does Jesus ever affirm sin. Yeah. He doesn't do it. 
And these churches that are saying we have to affirm these people are going against God's design, and it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's wrong. Well, and back, it's it's also incomplete, like you talked about. You know, you cannot appreciate the good news of the gospel if you don't understand the bad news. Mm-hmm. You know, what what good is good news if you don't know that there's bad news? And the bad news is that we're all sinners. Yeah. Uh, that that as you as you said, and you're going to go into further next week. It's that God has a plan. He has a purpose. Man has a problem, and it's sin. Yeah. All of us. Not not you know. It's not limited here. It's it's everyone. Every one of us. But then God has a provision. He he provides through Christ. He does. And you know when Paul gets into his defense in the Areopagus, what you're going to hear is uh, basically he's going to be addressing the Epicureans and the Stoics because he talks about a caring creator, a personal creator Mm -hmm. who has made us, which, you know, for the Epicureans, they don't believe that. So he's addressing that. He's also talking about the dignity of human beings as his offspring and the the certainty of judgment and the call to repentance. So he's basically addressing both belief systems. That's going to be next week. So remember, Jeff Dalrymple tomorrow, uh, he's going to be a great guest talking about, you know, um, the Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. Mm-hmm. And next week we're going to be dealing in more detail on how Paul defended. But ask yourself this question. How am I engaging my world for Jesus? How Where are you engaging yes. also? Yes. You know, yes. really important point. Doug, enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be out for a few weeks. Yeah, and, we'll be uh, praying for Graham. Yeah, please do. And uh, look forward to connecting with you guys. I'm sure I'll call in once or twice. Yes. All right, brother. All right. Thanks for joining us at SWAT Radio. Go to SWATradio.com. You can listen to past broadcasts there and uh, download any of the information there that's available. Take care. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening